0: We cut the sicha as Cheluk Chavdalid Parsha Tavay Sicha Aleph. I've done pasuk Hashem Emircha on the pasuk that says and Hashem distinguished you the Jewish people Leisle Amsegula to be for Him a nation an outstanding nation. Kasher Diber Loch as He spoke to you as He said to you that He will make you that way. Shtelzach Rashi Adaver Te Kasher Dibaloch. So Rashi quotes the words from the pasuk as He spoke to you. On his and he explains as follows, V'yisem li he quotes the pasuk that says, um, that Hashem said to the Jewish people, you will be for me a distinguished nation. V'noch Rashi in zweiten then in the next Pesach, Rashi quotes, am kadosh kasher diber, where the pasuk goes on to say, and you shall be a holy nation as he spoke to you. When he says on that, on those words, he quotes the pasuk where Hashem says, you shall be unto me a holy people. So you have to understand. If Rashi doesn't need to tell us, in his quotation from the pasuk he doesn't have to tell us what he said as he does in the first Rashi, where he just says, he quotes from the pasik "Kashed di Baloch, as he spoke to you, but he doesn't say what it is, that he spoke to you, which was the the, the previous few words, which is liyeis loy lam segula, he doesn't quote that, so he doesn't have to tell you, what it is that Hashem said, The shtet and the reason he doesn't have to say it because the Pasik itself specifies, what Hashem said, liyeis loi lam segula, that you will be to him a uh, distinguished nation, nor <coughs> The only thing that he needs to explain is Hashem says he will do this for you as he said. so rashi says we I need to tell you where he said that, and he tells you the posik in which he said it, the the assembly school if so, and them, why in the second pasuk, the next posik. Does he quote the entire the entire thing that the Pesach said, He tells you what he said, that you will be a holy nation. And then he goes on to explain, And if it, he finds that it is necessary to tell us what it is that Hashem said, also that which Hashem said Rashi needs to tell you in the quote from the Pasuk in, in the second Pasuk he does tell you what he said but if so why doesn't he say it in the first time in other words we see two different in the first instance in the first Pasuk he only tells you he quotes what he said as he said and then tells you where he said it in the second posseg he tells you what it is that he said and then he explains where he said it previously so we have to understand that difference we also have to understand what Rashi explains in regards to the second what Hashem said he chooses the posseg you shall be holy unto me where, does, where is that posseg written? in Parshik toshim Noch, the question about this is, because Noch because right after it's the previous Possek that Rashi quotes, in the first Rashi, he quotes from the Possek V'Yisimli school you will be to me a chosen or an outstanding nation. The Rashi Rashi already quoted, which is found in Parsh Yisrael, is a Mam dart in that very same Possek, and that very same continuation it says, "Va'atim tiu li mamlechas kayanim ve'goi kadosh." Right there it says, "You will be to me a kingdom of, of kayanim, which means uh, important people, and a holy nation." So right there it already says, "Ve'goi kadosh." We've also learned Rashi has there kashet diber. So then why does Rashi say that the second time where it says kashet diber he said to you in zweiten pasuk main tanandere diber doesn't mean that one? It's not that posseg of Goy Kodesh, nor an, a, a different one completely from the Maivish. And another different from the Maivish, it's another statement that Hashem made, Be As Rashi says, You will be unto me, holy people, which is from Parsha much further in the Chomish. And Rashi, for some reason, ignores and says that it's not referring to the one that's right alongside the school Skula, the one that he quoted in the previous Rashi. Which in fact, other commentaries do say that it's referring to that Pasuk, Yisimli sugula. And then the continuation, but for some reason Rashi does not quote, it, does not send you back to there. He says it's referring to the Pasuk in Parshik Taishim. even more, the question becomes even greater. According to the way those other commentators explain it, that it's referring to the same Pasuk in Parsha Yisrael that lends itself very nicely to this those psukim lend themselves very nicely to these psukim in our parsha. I've diverted because on the words, you will be for me a kingdom of Kayanim, Bashtaitam Parsha Yisrael. Taich Rashi, Rashi explains it to mean in Sarim, People of importance, ministers, like you know, uh, important people. The word Kainim means important people. Alpisa based on this explanation of the word comes then the the Psukim read this way. The all the words in this week's parsha and this in the our parsha which say you will be for him a nation, an outstanding nation, and he will will place you above all the other nations and you will be a holy nation three points that he makes these three points are perfectly in a line uh, aligned to the in the these three things which he says here align perfectly with the which is where Hashem promised them that this will happen. So he says here in our parsha that you will be these three things as he told you back in parsha Yisrael. It works perfectly. How so? That you will be for him a nation, an outstanding nation, comes from the parsha Yisrael. You will be to me a nation, an outstanding nation from all the other nations. The second point, and to place you above all the other nations, comes uh, aligns with what it says in Pasha kayanim," and you will be, for me, a kingdom of important people, which is exactly what it's saying here, to place you above the regular people. And you will be a holy nation, aligns perfectly with Pasha Yisri where it says, so it works so perfectly, and yet for some reason Rashi ignores Parshi Yisrael, and he sends you to Parsha in order to establish where Hashem said the goy Gimel, the Khariri Yashlaimer, it would seem that we could answer it in this way, as the Tamvas Rashi bring Dijdam Posag Vegai The reason that Rashi does not quote the Posig Vegai Kadush from Parshi Israel, in order to explain where Hashem said that you will be a holy nation, Kash Dibber as he said, is vile is because Demilt is the Zelba Kasha Dibber. Because then it would come out that where did he say it? in this very same statement from Parsha Yisrei so it was really one thing that Hashem said which included two different details in it, or maybe, maybe even more but it's the same statement that he made When the in our Parsha the pasuk had no need to repeat twice as he said when the, which it does, it repeats it twice in our Parsha, if you look at the Psukim. Kasher Diber is written twice. If it's the same statement from Parsha Yisrael, so then why does the Pasuk repeat again? As he said. It's the same statement. It's referring back to the same statement. So therefore, Rashi says, it can't be meaning the same Pasuk in in Parsha Yisrael, because then it didn't have to repeat Kasher Dibr, so it must be referring to something else from somewhere else. And that's why he sends us to Parsha Gaudetion but it's difficult to say that this is the reason because in our it says and to keep all of his mitzvahs that's thrown in in between rather um and the second part am so in the in the middle it says about the mitzvahs so therefore the pasuk over here has already separated the two statements which Hashem made in Parsha Yisra and therefore feels the need to repeat kasher diber again because there was an interruption by the other words of the lishma kol mitzvah but in another reason Loy is the pasuk derish beer, so therefore that would answer why he needs to repeat kashidiber, and it could be referring back to Parsha Yisrael. in another thing, loy is the pasuk derish beer because according to this we have to understand the pasuk. And Rashi gedaf and Rashi should have also explained that. For us, the pasuk The question only becomes why does the pasuk not refer to Parsha Yisrael? So the question only became, not why Rashi doesn't refer back to that same Pasek in Parashit Yisraeli. The Pasek itself seems to be referring to something else. So the question becomes, why doesn't the Posig refer back to Parashit Yisraeli? And then he could have only said once, Kashi That would become the question, and Rashi should have addressed that. Why can't it be referring back to Parashit Yisraeli? So really, it doesn't answer the problem. It just... Pushes the question from Rashi to the Posek itself. Why not refer back to Parshi Yisrael on the part of the Posek and not repeat the words Kasha Diber again? Inside. Why does the Posek refer to a separate Kasha Dibr from Parshi on the which leaves the Posek the necessity to repeat the words Kasha Diber because it's two separate statements that it's referring to and rather than unishdem goikodesh be parsha rather than referring back to goikodesh which is in parsha yesray versus kumbeham shurtz visibly school which is all part of that same discussion the yesray school of amkodesh would be perfectly together in the same dibir, and the pasuk would have to would wouldn't need to repeat the word kasha dibir. Another thing we have to understand the pasuk was Rashi brings state the siim the pasuk that Rashi does send us to is at the very end of parashah kedoshim and we find in parashah kedoshim itself we find earlier the uh, similar words to you you shall be sa- uh, holy b'reish parashah kedoshim was at the very beginning of parashah kedoshim and even before that you shall sanctify us, you shall sanctify yourselves and be holy, which is found even before Parsha at the end of Parshashmini. Is So why does Rashi skip over these two Psukim and go to the end of is Kdeshim rather than quoting from the, the beginning of Parshikadeshim or even earlier from Parshashmini? Sushwetsufa emphur and it's difficult that if you might want to answer as vibal does the in dem them pasig barshenh state velesim alyaschaam kazajashem let kecha, since in our parsha it says then you shall be a holy nation unto Hashem. The Ribba bringt the Rapasak Vuas is uh furrid viasim liquidation. That's why Rashi also refers to a pasuk where it says, You shall be unto me a holy people. Mashenk and the Andar of Sugam, but the other two Psychimfish meaning in the beginning of Parsha K'deishim, v'u the is It just says holy, you shall be holy. says is and it doesn't say you shall be holy unto me. So therefore, he doesn't want to refer, he doesn't want to say quote those because it's not the same idea as being holy unto Hashem. But that can't be the the answer. Because if that if that's why he was referring to those other psukim, then he should have quoted in the quote from the pasuk also the words la since that is the reason that he refers us to the end of parsha But he doesn't uh, quote those those words. In other words, that can't be the reason, as we know that Rashi always quotes from the pasuk the words which pertain to the way he explains the psukim, and if this is integral to the way he explains. Where it's referring to the kashet diber, so he should have quoted LaShem LeKechah as well. V'bal Rashi's matik blazer liyisram kadosh kashet diber, and since Rashi only quotes in the pasuk you shall be a holy nation as he said, on lost ays devertal LaShem and leaves out the words LaShem LeKechah velchastein tzvishenze, which in fact are written between the the words liyisram kadosh and kashet diber. When there is a fill Meram in the Geimer. He doesn't even allude to the Lashem Kecha by the Geimer. It should have said, at the very least, the Leischem Leischem Am the VeGeimer Kasher Diber. In fact, he quotes from the pasuk, skipping the two words Lashem Alkecha when that is even integral to his explanation. According to this, so that can't be because then he would have written Lashem Alkecha or at least the Geimer. Is muach, so therefore it's clear as the Kashed diba batzitzich zum vliyoscha am kadosh. On is thereby inishtois and samadus and the prat von lashem al gecha. So therefore Rashi seems to be indicating that vliyoscha am kadosh is connected to Kashed diba. That's why he leaves out the words lashem al gecha because it isn't about lashem al gecha. That isn't integral to the way he sees the explanation of these words, and that's why he leaves it out. perhaps you can explain the whole thing in this way. What, if you look at the Psukim, the difficulty is this. The difficulty is this. The words, and you shall be a a holy nation unto Hashem, seem to be the same thing as saying you shall be a chosen nation, or a a distinguished nation unto Hashem. They seem to be saying the same thing. What they're describing is that the Jewish people are different than all the other nations in Hashem's eyes. Am Segula, Am Kodesh, either it, by saying the word Skula, distinguished or sanctified, holy unto Hashem, but it's saying the same thing. The Jewish people are different to Hashem. Ham Segedavts stehen zusammen gleich ein und zweite. So then it should have said, Liyoscha Am Skula, Am Kadesh, Hashem ala if it's the same thing. Vandembas Liyoscha Am Kodesh steht in a zweiten So then the, the fact that Liyoscha Am Kodesh is saved for a second pause not in the same pause the as I'm schooler obsyu möj nor the be as my segment lisch me call no and the fact that's not even if it were the following posseg, but the very first words in the pasig we could understand it a little bit, but here he interrupts in the middle with saying, which is describing not how the Jews are important to Hashem, distinguished to Hashem, but it talks about how, what the Yidden are meant to do. This is what our job is to keep Hashem's mitzvahs. So it's not talking anymore about, or in the middle it interrupts, it says how important we are to Hashem, we are meant to keep the Torah mitzvahs, and then again, how important uh, are we to Hashem? And in the words of Lishmar Kol are not describing how uh, a description of how the Jews are important to Hashem. So therefore, we have to conclude. That these two terms, am skula and am kaddish, are describing two different things. They're not meant to be repetitive, repetitive of each other, simply to be describing how important the yidin are to Hashem. So therefore, it's no longer an option to say that the words "you shall be a holy nation," as Hashem said, made them goy Kadesh, for state Parsha is referring once again to the Parsha Yisrael where it says goy Because over there, the goy kadosh is a descriptive thing. It says you will be a distinguished nation unto Hashem, a, a holy nation unto Hashem. So there, it's describing the same thing. How the Yidden are important to Hashem. But over here, it must mean something else, and therefore Rashi is not sending you to Parash Yisrael, where it means simply a similar idea to V'li Amskula. Hey, In Vos Pashtei the Chiluk zwischen Am Kodesh Un V'Yischem L'I What in fact is the difference between you shall, you will be a holy nation, and you will be a distinguished nation. Rashi Where does Rashi learn the difference that there is a difference, or what that difference is? Rashi learns it from them versus Esh. Where it said, the pasuk says, "As he said to you, loch." Whereas by Esh, it just says, "As he said." Believe them loch without adding the word to you. So why is there that difference that in one place it says as he said, Loch, and the other one it just says as he said? explained that difference. Rashi Rashi had explained already in Bakan in Parshavayatse, dibarti Loch, that when Hashem said to Yaakov, Dibarti Loch, I said to you it means not to you it means about you I was speaking about what your needs are I spoke about you that Hashem said I promised to Avram. I was talking about you in other words it was about you so doesn't mean I spoke to you it means I spoke about you so Rashi also says whatever it says to me to you to him or to them which are adjacent which are attached to the word speaking it doesn't mean it doesn't mean spoke to you or spoke to him or spoke uh, to them it means I spoke about you or about him or about them and so on so Rashi establishes the fact that when it says it means I spoke about you, not about, not to you. The fun is moving beneath in the Dan. So for, based on this, we can understand in our case where it says, "Kasher di berlach," as the pirush "Kasher di berlach" made nishta zaviyad geretz sudir. That over here it doesn't mean as he said to you, to Eden, to the Jewish people. befratas fratas of is a kemefregen, my Especially that if he's saying, "I will do for you as I spoke to you," so then the question is. So what what is he trying to tell us that he's going to do what he said? My kolot Torah is and or rather, as I spoke to you, the entire Torah was related to the Jewish people. Everything in Torah is speak to the Jewish people. So why over here does he distinguish as I said to you and what in the Torah was not said to you? Everything was said to you. So therefore, it can't mean Kashed di doesn't mean as I spoke to you because that would refer to every single passage in the Torah rather what it means is as I spoke about you as I spoke about you which means as Hashem promised about you for your needs He will take care of your needs He will do for you that's what it means but this is how the Pasik goes on to say to speak Hashem, Hashem has distinguished you today, to be for him a distinguished nation., which means as that he has separated you onto him, from among all the other nations, to be the distinguished nation or the chosen nation for him. Is there oif to given kasher di berloch? So what he's saying is, as I spoke about you, as I said I will do for you, vidayvishtod das mafter giveen gezokt vegin Eden, as Hashem had has, uh, promised and said about the Jewish people. And the Rabbis Rashi mefarish, and therefore Rashi explains that kasher di berloch, that when it says over here, be that lias le am um, segula. Mainted דבר vehisem school It means to. it He's referring what it says in Parsha Yisrael vehisem Was darkness given the idna? But he was talking to Moshe Rabbeinu about the Jewish people. So therefore, Rashi chooses a a pasuk vehisem li'skula, which um, is talking about where Hashem spoke to Moshe about the Jewish people that they will be a chosen nation, because it says דבר He spoke about you, in and Posuk whereas when you get to the second passage, kasher Diber, you will be a holy nation as he spoke nishloch. it doesn't say to you which means it doesn't say about you Is moving kasher diber, me- so there it doesn't mean that Hashem spoke about the Jewish people that in other words in, uh, saying to somebody that he assures them that this will happen for the Jewish people nor kibshutah, but it means in the literal sense v'yahot giret an as he spoke to the Jewish people, not about them to somebody else, but to them. he commanded them When he commands, when Hashem gives a command, it means he's speaking to the Jewish people. But In other words, that where it says v'liyoscha am kadosh means I spoke to you. That you should be a holy nation. He was telling the Eden that they must become a holy nation. In other words, that there are two fundamental different types of kasha diber. The one that he spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu about the eden was talking about that, that they will be a distinguished nation unto Hashem. The second one where Hashem spoke to the Eden, what does, what does Hashem say to the eden He commands them what to do. So he's telling them you must become a holy nation. It's a different thing. Then you will be distinguished. And therefore, understood as dibur That it's not referring to what it says in Yisrael, that you will be, meaning the Yidden will be for me a holy nation, for nation and a holy nation. Which is similar. To, the, to what he said then you will be uh, a distinguished nation which is which is Hashem speaking to Moshe about the Yidden where Hashem describes what he will do for the Yidden but over here it's something else here it's talking where Hashem is speaking to the Yidden he's commanding them that they must become a holy nation the That's why Rashi says that does made possible. that over here the pasuk is talking is referring to the where Hashem said to the Eden, you shall become, you must become a a holy nation. is the zatziva which Hashem commanding the Jewish people become a holy nation, be holy people, act, behave as holy people. And that's why Rashi here in the Pasuk also quotes the beginning of it, the liyoscha Am Kodesh Kasha When instead of just quoting Kasha Dibra as he did in the first Pasuk, he also says, and you shall be a holy nation. Because he means to point out that it's different. Here it says, and you shall be, not as it says in the previous Pasuk to be a nation chosen unto Hashem, because that simply means that Hashem makes you into a holy nation. The liyoyzcha that you should become means that it's up to you to make yourself into a holy nation. That's why Rashi quotes it to m- make that distinction between the previous Pesach and this Pesach. Because also this change of the uh, words in the Pesach where here it says that you should become, which emphasizes that the Yidden must make themselves into a holy nation, as distinct from Leah's to be unto Him, which means Hashem is making you into a holy nation unto Him. For statement, from this distinction, we understand that when we talk about the, the Yidden being a holy nation, is not referring to the fact that Hashem will make them a holy nation as the previous passage is talking about but rather it's focusing on Hashem telling the Eden that you must become a holy nation it's up to you to become a holy nation that's very different from the first passage so that explains why he's referring Rashi is referring to Ketoshem and not to Yisraeli and it also explains why he quoted the the first few words of the Pasuk, because that that is what explains the difference between what Hashem is saying in this Pasuk and what he said in the previous Pasuk. In the previous Pasuk he said, I will make you unto a holy nation, to myself, not holy, distinguished nation, skula, as I said about you that I will do for you. And then the second Pasuk is saying, as I told you to become a holy nation, you must become a holy nation. Or you will become a holy nation. But still, the question remains, as we said before, that we already find commands in the Torah that Hashem commands the Jewish people to be holy. to you, the beginning of Parsha Kedoshim, you shall be holy. Even before, you shall sanctify yourselves and be holy. So, those are also. Places where Hashem told commanded the Yidden should become holy. Why doesn't Rashi refer to the earlier ones? That's why Rashi quotes over here. He um, and he doesn't just refer to it through saying the Goyim'er. So he could have just simply said which would have already brought out the point that we made just now, which is that this is a command for the yidden to become. But why does he quote also the words am the, psu- the reason is the Psukim does bring in the von yidden als am. These Psukim speak about the how the yidden are different, are outstanding as a nation from all the other nations. As the, pasuk, the beginning pasuk, the pasuk that begins before this, distinguished you today, which means He has separated you from all the other nations, to be a nation, a distinguished nation. So therefore, when, he's, when we talk about the command that Hashem says to the Yidden that they should be holy, there are two ways in which this can be expressed. One is, it's set to each individual Jew. Every individual Yid has a responsibility to act in a holy way. But that's not what he's talking about over here. Here he's talking to the Jewish people as a whole. The Jewish people as a whole, as a nation, must be a holy nation. They must behave as a nation as a whole have to be a holy nation, people that are known as the holy people, as opposed to each individual, where mitzvahs generally are addressed to the individual person. So here it's not talking about Ebiid individually nor Avdem <laughs> Ganzen it's talking to the nation as a whole, own sein and Am that they should be known or be and be known as a holy nation. And ribber is dem Masim Zogna das as is the and therefore it lends itself more to be describing that which Hashem said in the end of Parashat and you shall be to, holy unto me because over there too it is describing the Yidden not just as individuals that they should be holy, but it describes them as a whole, as an entity of a nation that is holy as the Pesach is Mam as a pasuk over there says, V'yis and li you shall be holy unto me, ki ani ani Hashem, because I Hashem am holy, v'avdil eschem ina amim li esli, and I will separate you unto me that you shall be a nation unto me so in other words, here too, in that pasuk, he's describing not the mitzvah to each individual Jew, but the mitzvah to the people as a whole, that we should be known and be a holy nation. And Therefore, Hashem takes us to Himself as His holy nation. And that's why Rashi is, des- is pointing us to that pasuk, which talks also about the Yidden as an entity, as a, whole, as a nation that is holy. Whereas when we talk about the pasuk at the end of Shemini, you shall be holy, sanctify yourselves and be holy. But The same is true also of the words, you shall be holy, which is at the beginning of the Kedoshim. It's not, over there, it's, it it doesn't describe the Yidin as being separate from all the nations and this makes them holy as a people different than any other nations that's not what it's talking about over there and how they're different than all the other nations over there is simply talking a command to each individual Jew that we have a responsibility to act in a holy way no different than all the other mitzvahs in the Torah tefillin is not a mitzvah that the, the Nation as a whole should put on film. It's each individual should put on film. Each individual has a, has a mitzvah to be packed in a holy way. But the Pasuk at the end of Kedeshim is talking how the Yidden as a whole should be a holy nation, which is the reason, as the Pasuk continues, you will be a nation unto me. So that's similar to what he's describing over here in our parasha. Zion. still we have to understand and this will already go into uh, describing these things as they are in the internal understanding of it from the perspective of Chassidus and so on in order to explain the rest of it it's true it's true that when the Torah says you shall be a holy nation it describes The holiness which is comes about through the Yidin's effort to make themselves holy. As we said before, because Hashem commanded us to do so. Not as the previous Pasik that says to be a distinguished nation, which is talking about how Hashem distinguishes us, makes us different than the other nations to himself. Which is accomplished through Hashem. But then the question becomes what's the connection between the you shall make yourselves into a holy nation? How is that connected to what it says at the beginning of that pasuk? And Hashem will place you above all the other nations, in, which is in the very same Pasuk at the beginning of the Pasuk So making ourselves holy, what does it have to do with Hashem placing us above the other nations? The two seem unconnected to each other. It would seem that where the words that describe Liisha am Kadish the situation that is being described in the Leis which is that the Yidden should make themselves holy, is more connected to Vilush Mekol so is more connected to the previous words and to keep all of his mitzvahs. But Shtei Garen free the composite, which is in the previous pasuk. the because in that the previous pasuk at the end where it describes the Yidden keeping the mitzvahs, that that is describing how the Yidden, the qualities of Yidden that is accomplished through their own efforts of keeping the Torah mitzvahs. azul ha'zolusit cha'elya in izachshidus ha'mailavazved gegev mef'anamaybashim, whereas, and making you, placing you above the other nations, that's something that Hashem is doing for us. So it seems that the words in the psukim should have been reversed. In the previous pasuk, it should have said, he will place you above the nations and that should be connected to, you will be a distinguished nation unto him. And in the second pasuk where it talks about, and you should make yourself holy, there that's connected to, and you should keep the mitzvahs, the Torah mitzvahs. Those two seem to belong together, but yet the psukim are written in the other way. Das Fashteim Bahdiim, so we'll understand this by first explaining Daswas in the Haiti's Haftaira, Vertaruzgibrah Barikas the Yuddin from Allah, that in this week's haftirah it 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 uh, describes at great length the prophecies about what will happen when Allah Mamma Shaykh comes. It says there Vahul Khagoimlach, the nations will go in your light. Umalachim Lin Noigasar. And the kings will go in by the brilliance of your, of your shine. Uh, your, child, your children, your sons, will come from uh, from far. And your your daughters will be, uh, uh, taken care of. And, uh, and other things, as the other descriptions, as the umes oylan veom badinen Eden which is describing how the other nations of the world will do, they will serve and do everything for the benefit of the Yidden. They will be the ones that take care of the the children and so on. And uh, that he concludes there, he goes on to say that any nation that will not serve you, will be destroyed. And those nations will be utterly destroyed. So, those are the prophecies of what will happen when Mashiach comes. All the Goyim of the world will be focused on. They will walk in the light of the Jews. They will take care of the Jews. Their whole existence will be dedicated to taking care of the Jewish people. And those who don't will be destroyed. We have to understand about what it says here. the We could understand in regards to the seven mitzvahs of Noyach, those Goyims, in which the Goyim are commanded to keep them and if they don't keep them therefore they deserve death if they don't keep those mitzvahs which they were created to keep so then we understand that they will die they will be killed but we don't find anywhere it would seem a any obligation or any command to the non-Jewish people as that they have to somehow serve the Jewish people we don't find such a mitzvah and especially that if they don't do something which they were never, it doesn't seem they were even told to do it. If they don't do it, they will be destroyed and utterly destroyed. Where do we find that they have this obligation to do that? And if not, they'll be destroyed. So the explanation is. Mahad Giret Kamapam, it was discussed many times as the ganze the entire creation, which includes also the other nations of the world, and Fazich. The whole world was not created as a. That is not the end goal. The world's creation is not the end goal. And not even all the other nations, they are not an end goal unto themselves. They're all there. The whole world is there just to support the Jewish people that they should be able to keep the Torah mitzvahs. That's the purpose of the world, that's the purpose of all the other nations. Kamaim Khazal, as our sages tell us, Bradeshis, right in the beginning of the Rashi says, Bishvil Yisrol at the beginning, when Hashem created the world, so Rashi says at the beginning means it was all created for those who are called Reishas who is called Reishas? the Jewish people the entire world with everything in it is just created for the purpose of the Jewish people being able to carry out their mission it's all for the Yidden that they are the purpose and the goal of the entire creation of the entire world and everything in it when when the true nature of everything that was created will finally come to light, then will finally become obvious to everyone the the whole purpose of why the world, which includes also all the other nations, and then it will be clear what's the reason that Hashem created this whole world it'll be obvious to everyone G- B'shul b- b- Yisrael that it's all there in order to serve the Jewish people in order to make available to the Jewish people their mission which is to serve Hashem the river is dos machriach therefore that compels as ha-goi v'amamlocha yavducha Therefore, any person that doesn't... Now it's obvious why you're here. You're here to serve the Jewish people and their mission. So anyone that doesn't toe the line, anyone that refuses to fulfill their purpose in life, those who are not going to carry out the purpose of their creation, as a means by which the Yidden will be able to serve Hashem, therefore they they will be destroyed there's no reason for them exist if, for, to exist if they don't do the mission that they're here for and then it will be obvious to them so therefore there's no excuse anymore why they're not doing it they lose their reason to exist uh, automatically if you're not doing what you're meant to do so then why are you here That's the and the answer is there's no need for you anymore. And one could say, this can explain also the reason why it says that a guy when uh, when Yadi Yisrael Kifa, when the, the law of the Torah was the dominant law. So any guy that violates any of the seven mitzvah b'nei it deserves death. The penalty for that is death. The question is why? Why is every, any mitzvah, any aveira that they do, they deserve death? and it's different than the penalties which are applied to Jewish people, which are by the Yidin there are different penalties, each in accordance to the mitzvah that they may have violated. It's not that everything is deserving of that. There are certain ones which get uh, lighter punishments and so on. But by the egoyim, it's all one penalty for everything. What's the reason? The zayim mitzvahs from Noyach is in What are the seven mitzvahs of, the, of Noyach? They all are one thing. Sibis That is the reason why they exist. The kolzeh, and why do they exist? The Goyim are here for one purpose, which is to support the Jewish situation. So Therefore, when they don't carry out their purpose, which is doing the Sheba Mitzvah B'nai so therefore they just lose their reason for, for existing. They're here for a reason, as we said before so it's the same reason why even now before Mashiach comes if they don't keep the seven mitzvahs which is the very reason that they are here if they're not doing it so that there's no reason for them to be here anymore and therefore automatically the penalty is death to be gone that is the real, the inner meaning of that he will place you above all the other nations that he has created a state. In Shachal it says in the Shach on his commentary on Taira, Ki ilu loy elu It's as if, so to say, that he didn't. He made them only for your purpose, only for you. As Ben said, the whole world and everything in it, including all the other nations, were only created for one purpose—to serve the Jewish people, which means to serve the Jewish mission. And that's what is meant. He placed you above all the other nations. All the other nations only exist in order to support your mission. Thus haste, That they should recognize or behave in accordance with this Pasuk, that they are placed, that the Yidden are placed above them, to, is to fulfill their purpose in being created is which is to some degree what will become obvious and known to all when Mashiach comes now it's something that is not obvious not everybody will agree that the Goyim are created just for the Jewish people to be able to do their mission but when Mashiach comes this will be obvious but even today the fact that First of all, the Chai Misa. Second of all, the Evesha says, you are placed above all the other nations. The meaning of all that is, you are the purpose of creation. Everything else in creation is just to serve that mission. So based on this explanation, we now can understand. As the Teicham that the meaning behind these two Psukim in our Parsha, in the mitzies, that it's focusing, it's describing the how the Jewish people and what they exist for how it's higher, that it's a higher level than what the other nations exist for when it says, he has separated you unto him from all the other nations to be a distinguished nation as the Eden and and the the Jews are distinguished from the other nations. The midvasei matar be'tachlis is in zei Atma. atzma. Here is an, a new um, knajch. The Jewish people exist as an entity, as a purpose unto itself. That is the end goal. The Jewish people are the end goal, not a means to some other end. There are many things which are not the real purpose of something, but they are there to serve some other purpose. There is a bigger goal, and this supports that goal. That is the means, the stepping stone to get there a bigger goal, which is the nations of the world, as he described, because they're here in order to make sure that the Jewish people can do their mission, to serve the Jewish people. Are the Jewish people here for a purpose other than themselves? No. The Jewish people are the purpose of creation. The Hashem created the whole world in order to have the Jewish people here. That is the, po- the goal. It's like saying, a person has a house for a, a purpose. You, the reason you have a house is because you need a place to live. Do you have a family for some other goal? No, your family is the goal of your existence. That is why you're here, for your family. Not that the family is there to serve some other purpose. The Yidden are Hashem's family, so there he—that is the purpose of this creation, of this whole entity, this whole project. Others are there in order to assist in whatever is needed for the family to be able to continue to be the family. So the Yidden are not a stepping stone for some other goal. Okay, the as will explain test. The Birbazet to explain this. The 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 meaning of the words Hashem distinguished you today to be for him a an outstanding nation is is the way Rashi explains it. That what, are, what are the words that Rashi uses to describe a distinguished nation? Chaviv, a treasured treasure malachim, like the words in the, that we find in the pasuk, Sgula, The word skula comes from the word skulus malachim, which means those outstanding treasures, the very distinguished treasures that kings have, clay yoker ba'avanim the very very expensive uh, uh, utensils and and gems and diamonds and so on. Malachim gainzim oisim that the kings hide away that the, you know those are the ones that are very very special they're the ones that are locked in a vault they never bring them out and so on kach atem ti you leave of mishar um So also in a similar way says Hashem you will be unto me this treasure just like the kings have treasures which are locked away you will be you are my treasure and since this is a an analogy that the Torah uses to describe the Yidden is Muvan Obviously, every part of it is very specific. Nothing of it is just hyperbole. It's all meant to be very specific. The we have to understand, what is the Tayelis from the clay Yokarva? What is the purpose of having uh, uh, diamonds and, and gems and so on and all these treasures? If nobody ever gets to see them. If they're all hidden away in the vault. What's the purpose of having them? If they're so hidden and and doubly hidden. then If you were to use those gems. And set them into the ring of the king. Or to the crown of the king. Give us a so then they contribute to the beautifying of the king to the importance of the king he has these uh, the, those outstanding treasures on his crown everybody sees them, it brings stature to the king and so on but if you hide those treasures it's a hidden treasure, nobody ever gets to see them Two so then they accomplish nothing. Nobody ever sees them. Nobody has any benefit or nobody gets to enjoy their you know their their importance and their beauty and so on. So what's the purpose of having a treasure which is always hidden away? Nor uh, if, only if you take them out of their, their their hiding place, let's say if there is a great need, and normally they wouldn't dip into this kind of a treasure, but when there is a great need, an emergency, so they are willing to dip into this treasure as well. like If there is a, there is a war going on, and they need to be able to win the war, and they need to dip into... These treasures, in order to win the war, be the Rebbe had gezokt in the hemshirch ha'ilula, as the leading Rebbe describes in the hemshirch that he said for yutshvat, where he describes there in bosi lagani the hemshirch of bosi lagani, slibin In order to be uh, to be able to overcome great opposition, is the melech mevazvis kolz gulas aitzreis, then the king is willing to squander all of these hidden treasures, the hayin yoker, which these are very expensive. Uh, treasured treasures, that which was gathered and, as, and assembled by Meshach kamishon and for many years, over many years and generations that they've been in the royal family. And when it comes to an emergency, he's willing to squander all that. This is a treasure that was never used for anything in in any way. It's never, it's always just hidden away. And now they're willing to use it. The commas and the chosome in kalraya, and it's always hidden, the, hidden away from anyone's sight, is that Yellow say, then you can understand oh, finally they're being put to use. Now you can understand what the purpose of these hidden treasures are. But in fact, if you do end up dipping into those treasures, it's called, He's squandering the tre- treasures. They're squandered for the purpose of winning the war. Which means, that this is not the way in which they're meant to be used. Squandering means you're doing something which you're not meant to be doing with it it's something which is unusual and it's not meant to be used that way but we have no choice so we're going to squander these treasures so then what is the purpose of the treasure if it's not even for winning the war it's just a squ- you have no choice you have to squander it so what is the purpose of all these treasures to explain it. the reason that these treasures are always hidden away is while the oitzer in the of the from the that's because the treasures, they are essential to the king and they are like part of who the king is and what he is all about. Is there er That they are, they describe, they sort of speak to who the king is, never mind what the king needs to do. If you want to describe what the king is, it's disc- in, in a way it's expressed by the treasures that he has. There are certain funds that the king has. Whose purposes? It's a budget. There is a budget that he has, so he has to have funds in order to keep to do the things that he needs to do, the things that a king or a government needs to do for the people. So, there are funds which are there for that and that 's what they 're spent on the needs of the of the country or as we said before, that there are certain things which go beyond just spending, they are the things which beautify the king, the royal family they wear the jewelry and the stuff that's in the crown and so on, the the gems that are in the crown in order to bring um, glory and so on to the king by having these beautiful takshitim thus is which also is very important in the, con- the conducting the the country as it says in the, passage, that the king should always be seen in his best light in his most beautiful way, so therefore it's very important that he should come across the king should always be and be seen as something of importance and so on and that's why these it's, that's a a part of the budget is. How do we make the king look beautiful? But the, the uh, treasures which are hidden, never spent, is not in order to conduct the business of the government. These are things which are connected to who the king is. This is close to his heart, and it's not about conducting the, king, the, the government the the, the uh, make uh, providing for the country this is about who he is who he is 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 connected deeply connected to the treasures that he has there are certain things he has no intention of ever using them, but having them are what gives him makes him who he is. The fact that he knows that in his vault, he has this important document, let's say, from, that's from 2,000 years ago, and he's the one that has it. What is he ever going to do with it? There's nothing to do with it. It's just something that he owns and therefore gives him this elevated feeling. And it's not just about a document, it's about these treasures, it's about this particular diamond, the biggest one in the world, the most beautiful one, or whatever it is that he has as his treasure. Never intends to use any of it. It's not meant for spending. It's not meant for showing it to anybody. It's just having it which elevates him and gives him some sort of satisfaction which is integral to being the king, to having that feeling of importance of that feeling of greatness as the king and that's what contributes to his being elevated feeling elevated to being above and beyond on a higher level than everybody else because nobody else has this he's the only one that has it and that's what makes him gives him that elevated feeling Und das is and that is what is meant, that the Jewish people are distinguished unto Hashem, a treasure unto Hashem. We are the dear treasure that Hashem has. What gives him that satisfaction that the king has from his treasure? My family, the Jewish people. The Etzemetsius Funa Eden is hechra Hekra Philufundemvas Turdem Vet Venizgala Malchus Barbailem the connection that Hashem has to a Yid goes way beyond the fact although that's true too that it's the yidden that bring Hashem's name into the world Hashem becomes the king of the world because the Jews make him the king of the world but the f- that's not what makes the Jews special to Hashem that they are the ones that bring me to the world it's much more than that that's, wh- that's like spending the treasure the Jewish people are there in order to make things happen in the world. That's like spending a treasure. The way the Yidin do it, of course, is by doing the Tere mitzvah, we bring Hashem to the world. Say it is, but the real purpose of the Jewish people is them the very fact that they exist, just that the Yidin exist as Hashem's family. That's what is the true importance of the Jewish people. Not that they are the ambassadors of Hashem to the world. The Jewish people and Hashem are one and the same. We are one with Hashem, like family, so to speak. Just enjoys having the Yidden. It's not. It's not about anything that we do for him. It's just these are my children when you have your, your children your enaklach with you it's, they don't do anything for you it's not about them doing something for you it's about having them it's about they're there they give you the greatest pleasure in life that you could have you could have like similar to what the, the, uh, the enjoyment that the king has from those hidden treasures that nobody has ever seen and this is even much more than that of course the Jewish people are much more dear to Hashem than those treasures that a king has and that's what's being described by the Yisim Li Skula you are unto me a treasured nation so comes out that is in So it comes out that the difference between the Yiddin and the other nations is in the very purpose of their creation. The is the reason that Hashem created the other nations is not because they are essential to him, nor They are needed for some purpose. They are here in order to carry out the mission that they were given. Whereas the Jewish people, is the purpose of their creation is in Zayr just so they're there. It's not that they have Hashem has any need for them to do anything in order for them to be important, just being there, just like uh, someone has a treasure that he has no plans to do anything with it, it's just the fact that he has it, the fact that it's there is what is the whole purpose of it they are important even before they begin to do their mission, the Jewish people of course have an important mission which is to bring Hashem to the world through Torah but even before they do that meaning to say even if that Jew doesn't do that he is essentially important to Hashem this is my treasure which gives me great delight and this is what is meant by the Pasuk Hashem has distinguished you which means he has separated you from the other nations to be for him a treasured nation as den ganzen that the Jewish people by their fundamentally are different from the other nations, because they are the treasured chosen nation, and that their reason for their creation is not the same at all as the reason for the other nations of the world. Yud Aleph. By through this we will also understand the from the Psukim to Rosh Hashanah the connection of these Psukim to Rosh Hashanah. You do and as it's well known, it's found in, in the Maimonides as as Hashem hayyoyim, that what it says in this week's parsha that Hashem has this you have distinguished Hashem the Jewish people have distinguished Hashem as their to themselves on Hashem Hayamir Hayem that Hashem has distinguished you made them talk from Rosh Hashanah Hayoyim today is referring to Rosh Hashanah. Somehow these Pesukim are connected to Rosh Hashanah, says Chesidus. What's the connection? As Hashem that you have distinguished Hashem to yourself as your God and so on, is those for Hashanah? that is describing that the yidden take upon themselves that Hashem they, re- uh, they request Hashem to be their king. Ebi Rosh Hashanah as it says say before me the psukim of uh, Malchias and as we say in the Rosh Hashanah and the, in the Moshe Rosh Hashanah in order to appoint me as your king and then it says that Hashem has distinguished you today that means that Hashem accepts our request for being our king He accepts the request. Yes, I will be your king. And that acceptance of being the king, as the Jewish people requested, filters into the world. That's what brings, that's what recreates the world. That's what gives the energy to the world. Similar to what happened at the very beginning of creation, where it says, that it says, that Hashem, who did he consult about creation of the world? He consulted the, the neshamas of the Jewish people about the creation. In other words, it was the Jewish people's neshamas that created the impetus for the creation in the first place. And then every year, as it has to be renewed, it's the fact that the the ask Hashem to be the king, and Hashem agrees to be the king, which is what causes the continuation of the creation. So, you can ask the question from the fact that it's the Yidden that give, that cause Hashem to be the king. So, it means that the Yidden exist before they crown the king, before they make Hashem into the king. They're the ones that make Hashem into the king, which means they pre exist Hashem being the king and the same could be asked about the very beginning of creation from the fact that the, that the, the matter says that who did he consult the neshamas of the tzaddikim is moving so it means that they were there before the consultation took place Hashem was consulting whether he should create the world who did he consult with with the Nishamas of the tzaddikim so it means that they were there before the consultation of the creation of the world. So the question is, what were they doing there before, they, before the creation of the world? What are they doing then? Why are they there before Hashem even created a world? What are the yidn's role before Hashem has decided that He's going to continue the creation every Rosh Hashanah? We're still here. Because Hashem, you know, waits for us to request that he should become the king. And then he, be, he accepts to be the king. Which means he continues the creation. So what are we doing there before he decided, before he accepted to be the king? Which means before he, accept, he accepted to continue the creation. What's our role pre-creation? Both Abhi Rosh Hashanah and then the original story of creation. And the answer is, das is the pirush That is the very meaning of a treasured nation, an oitzer chaviv, a dear treasure, was his vas which is completely hidden. In other words, it has no real purpose, uh, some other purpose for it. It's meant to be used to spend or whatever. Das haste. And the emes which means the real, the true nature of why the why the hidden exist, is das was design in nelmam ein kol they exist in a state where it's not important that anybody should see them it's not important of what their mission in life and how they're going to influence the rest of the world that's not why they exist and also that they are the delight that Hashem takes in their very existence the fact that we are that the Jewish people are one with Hashem and that we are in a sense similar to his very existence to who he is we are one with him and just like you can say about Hashem that he exists for some other reason he exists because he is the essence of existence he doesn't exist in order to something else he exists as, an, as the end goal. His existence is the end goal. The Yidden share that end goal purpose with Hashem. There is no reason why the Jewish people exist. It's true that the Jewish people also have a purpose in life, just like Hashem also does things. But that's not why He exists, and the Jewish people do not exist in order to make the world continue, or in order to carry out to bring Hashem's name to the world that is something that we do but that isn't why we exist just like Hashem has no reason why He exists so the Jewish people don't need a reason why they exist we exist because it, Hash, we are part of Hashem <laughs> and as the, the magid says even before the Jewish people were created were actually created brought into reality their image was already engraved in Hashem's brain, in in Hashem's thought. K'mesh Kosov, as it says in the passage, sorry, K'mesh Kosov Razal, as our sages tell us, Yisrael, all of the Jewish people rose up in Hashem's thoughts, as opposed to the rest of creation, which came about through Hashem's speech, Hashem said, and everything came into being. The Jewish people were already in thought, meaning that we precede the, the creation, that even before creation, the Jewish people were there. Yud <coughs> And that is what distinguishes these two psukim. The first one, which is that Hashem has distinguished you to be for Him a chosen nation. And then the second passage, which says that he has placed you over the other nations. In the Merchsten passage, that, uh, the first one describes the way the Jewish people in their original state, in their essential state. They are completely removed from the, from the na- nations of the world no connection at all the, the, the other people were created with a purpose the Jewish people exist because they exist, they're part of Hashem they are the, the treasured nation the Jewish people are so to speak they are concealed within the existence of Hashem we are one and the same uh, with Hashem and from this comes that we keep all the mitzvahs. And the, the Rebbe focuses here on the word all the mitzvahs. And he explains. The fact that the Yidin keep 613 and not only 7 like the other Goyim is. It's not just a. Quantitative difference. They only have seven, we have 613, we have so much more. It's not about that at all. It's not that the Jewish people do more mitzvahs, that we do more mitzvahs and more missions than the No, this is It's a completely different standard, it's a whole different meaning in keeping mitzvahs. What is the difference? By by the nations which were created with a purpose, as we said before, is a... So, their keeping of mitzvahs is it's limited to their mission. That's what it is. There are certain things that they have to accomplish in the world. These seven mitzvahs are the things that they need to accomplish. So, it's limited by nature. So, it's limited by nature. Which is that they have these particular missions that they need to do, and that's what they need to do. So it's limited to what they were given as missions. By Yidden aber, but when we talk about the Yidden, that the Yidden are one and the same with Hashem. Is that in there, over there, it doesn't give a number how many mitzvahs they have to do. That they didn't have to do. There is a number, of course, but it's not about the number. It's that we have to do all the mitzvahs. Everything has to be done. On dide which means there is no limit to what we have to do. dashuver echad. Since Hashem and His will, the mitzvahs are the will of Hashem. So Hashem and His will are one. Is mitzvah Azol So whatever the whatever Hashem wants at that moment. Is Eden velcha zayin ein zachmet So therefore, the Jewish people, which are one with Hashem, and this is the will. This is what Hashem wants and needs at this time. and in And therefore, that's going to be the goal. Whatever Hashem needs at this moment, that's the goal. It's not like the, the goyim have. They have this mish. This is what they have to do. Do these things. The Yidden are one with Hashem. So therefore, whatever Hashem wants, that's what we're doing. That is what we're dedicated to. Because we're one with Him. There is no limit to what has to be done. Everything that Hashem ever wants, that's our mission. That's what we do. Not our mission. But that is what we are carrying out. That is what we're living. So that is the Eden living in their essential purpose, which means there's no purpose. We are one with Hashem. So whatever Hashem happens to want, that's what we want. That's what we do then there's the second possible that he places you above the other nations that describes the Eden as when they are already removed from the essence of Hashem, when they begin to exist as an independent entity. If we could say that we, the Jewish people are created into the world. ...into the physical world... ...even in that existence... ...they are also above and beyond... ...the other nations... ...that they are the purpose... ...of the whole creation... ...and that in the creation itself... ...the Yidden are above the other nations... ...in other words... The Yidden are above the everything else because they're not even connected to creation. Even before creation comes about, the Yidden have a purpose or an existence, a reason for existing because Hashem delights in His treasure. Then when everything is created into the world, including the Jewish people, even here the Jewish people are above and beyond the entire creation because they have a mission in the world which is beyond, transcends the creation but that's a different type of being above the rest that's already a kind of being above the rest of creation including the Goyim where they can understand there is, we all live in the world And the Jewish people have this elevated status because they have an elevated mission. So what all is understood within the context of creation, the is a mahul the which is the reason that the goyim also praise the yidden and they know that they're they're a chosen nation, the people of the book. Or however they, they refer to the Jewish people, that we are uh, outstanding within creation as well. So zayin vid the is messayim l'shilul l'shem as the pasuk concludes as uh, in praise and uh, as noteworthy and. And so on, that they stand above the nations within the context of creation as well. How does is that expressed within creation? That is expressed by the Yidden acting in a holy way, making efforts to behave in a holy way. As he said, means behave as Hashem said, as Hashem said, you must be, you need to be a holy people. That even in the material matters that a Jew lives with and needs to engage in, in which, at least on the surface, it would seem that the Jewish people and the non-Jewish people are similar. In other words, we all have to eat, we all have to sleep and whatever. Even in that context, the Jewish people are seen as a holy nation to Hashem. Because Mudgish in the Memscha Kasev, as the pasuk continues and emphasizes, as Rashi brings to Rashi also quotes it, "Be Isem Be Eschem Min That you shall be holy unto me, and I will separate you from within the other nations." to be holy unto me. In other words, even within the context of creation, that which the non-Jewish people, the, the rest of the world can understand and relate to, even there the Jewish people are holy unto Hashem and separated unto Hashem, chosen unto Hashem. And that is also emphasized, Rashi expresses that in the Rashi there. odom, how do we know that a person shouldn't say a Jewish person shouldn't say nafshi kotza I am disgusted by chazer by a, a non a, you know chazer meat. so uh, he says and I would never dis- I would never think of eating chazer. It's just disgusting. he Shouldn't say that. What should he say? Avo, yeah, he should say efshi. I wouldn't mind uh, trying chazer. Uma what should I do? the creed that we shouldn't eat chazer. So the the Pasuk teaches that by saying, I will separate you from the other nations to be my nation. So that what it means is when you are separate from the other nations it should be in order to declare your allegiance to me. Meaning to say, we separate from doing an Aveder, that we accept the yoke of heaven. If a person says, I'm disgusted by Chazer, then he's not... It, the reason he doesn't eat Chazer is because it's not because Hashem told him not to eat Chazer. He's disgusted by it, so he doesn't eat it. So Rashi says, no. You don't eat Chazer because you wouldn't mind trying it, but Hashem said, I'm telling you not to eat Chazer. So becoming holy unto Hashem means... Doing it because Hashem decreed it, and that means that within creation, that even within creation, that a yid could have a shaychas tochazer theoretically would it would be able to, but because Hashem said not to, so therefore he doesn't. Meaning that we become holy within the context of creation. Which means. The options are there, just like a non-Jew has an option to eat Chazar, Yiddishe also has the option to eat chazeri, an apple, pican, and even so, is a peidus from a olam al He ex- he separates himself from that kind of option, and he accepts the yoke of heaven. And that same is true for everything in the world and everything in creation that we are living separate from the other nations and holy unto Hashem. Within the context, we could have a connection to other things in the world, but we don't because we are separated onto Hashem and sanctified onto Hashem. Yud Gimel. From from all this we can we have a lesson, a very specific lesson in And in our the importance and the uh, the attention that we have to pay to Avasisrol. how dedicated we have to be to work with another yid because this quality that we described the first level that a Yid is a treasured a treasured treasure to Hashem is that applies to every single Yid in the world regardless of where he is or she is in their keeping of Torah Mitzvahs whatever situation a Yid may find themselves in their outer level, in other words in how they behave and how they function is that in their essence in the core essence that we are always separate from all the other nations because we are the creation of Hashem, we are that which Hashem prides himself in, the treasure as we say at the end of this week's Avtoirah is and that's why every yid is an eternal existence every yid is connected to and the yid exists within Hashem in his thoughts not in the things that he said which are out, you know, more external thought is a person doesn't need thought for other people thought is how you express yourself to you nobody else knows what you're thinking the Jews are within Hashem's thoughts means that the Jewish people exist for himself, not for some other purpose outside of himself and not like the rest of creation which was all came about through the speech, through the words of Hashem and speak, speech is something which you need for communicating with others thought is what you need for yourself the Yidin are there for Hashem Himself the creation, everything else in creation is there for a purpose so every Yid has that every Yid is that the only thing is but there is of course a mission which is that every Yid has it but you need to bring it to the surface some Yidin don't recognize that they have it, so we need to fan the flames to bring out that essence as well. befrat in der especially in this week when we read in the Pasha and which we mentioned before, ben the talk from especially the day of Chai the which is the birthday of the two great luminaries. Which are the Baal and the Malten Rebbe, the Baal and the, the Alt Rebbe, falt eis. So it all it comes out in the week of Pasha Gisavai, from as it did happen on that year, und der Vach from Pasha, in the Vach from Pasha Tavai, which very often it comes out in Pasha Tavai, was from the, Yisaitis, the Ikrim from Achsides, and we know that one of the fundamentals of the teaching of Achsidis from Baal and Alt Rebbe, that which the Baal and the Rebbe taught, is avos is the love of another Jew. So therefore, these this meditation of what a Jew really is and and uh, you know how dare every Jew is to Hashem is fundamental citizen. Therefore, this week of Chai Elul is a certain again important to meditate on that. Hotman in the sinus and therefore we also have an additional charge. And uh, energy is given to us to to be able to have an influence on another Jew, yederidin every Jew. That this essential quality that every yid possesses. The fact that Hashem has distinguished us, to be this treasure that he has. So by M Nizgalabaran should be revealed by the within Abbi Jew which means, and it should be revealed in such a way that it will lead to keeping the Torah Mitzvah which is the next pasuk, that that should become the reality. by and also to bring out in a very a manifest way the that he play, he makes you, Hashem makes every Jew above the other nations to become a holy that in other words that he should make himself that every Jew should know that their mission is to make themselves into a holy nation to Hashem to be completely above and beyond that we're separated from anything which is non-Jewish anything which is associated with Goyishkeit including the goy which is within every Jew which is the Yetzirah and through this we accomplish in a much greater way this idea which we're coming to Rosh Hashanah to appoint Hashem as the king over us that it becomes obvious to all the Via uh, that Hashem, the, the the God of the Jews, is the King. As goyim Zen, that even goyim see as even zainin Am Scola, that the Jewish people are a treasured nation. From them and from this uh, from this level, we come to the next level to Ki Hayud the fulfillment of the prophecy in the Nevoos Yeshaya. the prophecy of Yeshaya, which we recite in the Avtei of this week's of uh, this week bis <clears> sium <throat> which talks about the uh, prophecies of the future of mashiach till the very end which says ani <inaudible> beita in its time i will rush it up meaning to bring mashiach quickly the beme mamish, speedily in our days